<laughs> nope. <laughs> Can you hear me on my end, Brother Danny? My voice is a little gone this morning. Praise the Lord. Turn to someone tell them you look better this week than you did last week, that's for sure. Praise God. It's good to have everybody here. A couple of quick announcements this morning before we get started. So, um, here in uh, next week, I guess, is going to be uh, Halloween. And so, we got our Harvest Fest coming up. Praise the Lord. Um, it's going to be a community event, and so it's free for the community, people around us, and you don't have to go to this church to get involved and be a part of that. Uh, we're going to have games out there, free food and drinks and all that. It's just a way for the church to kind of get in our community and let people know that we're here and that we just want to bless them and stuff, praise God. So that's one thing to get involved with. Last week, we uh, went out to the park. We handed out like 70 uh, food bags again, and we got to pray for some people, and, uh, and that's, that's a really a great ministry, man. It's a... Even had a guy show up down here who wanted to do some work for me that does brick work. And I was like, praise God, because I had a need that needed some brick work to be done. So the Lord just kind of blessed that too. And so after that, we loaded up some waters and some food, and we drove down to the Santa Rosa fires, and we delivered a, a bunch of food to a, another church down there that's a distribution for that area. And so we got to bless them and stuff. So praise God. And uh, yesterday was our Hands of Hope food giveaway and clothes closet. And... Uh, and we got to uh, help out 42 families yesterday. And so that's, that's awesome, guys. And so I just need to get you guys to come out, sign up, whether you want the food or not. That way we can give it out. And the more food we give out, the more food we get to give out. So, so praise God. That's a blessing. And then there was something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah, we got uh, in no November, we're going to have our uh, class on Revelation with Brother White. So if you want to... Uh, Learn about the end time. It's going to be really, really cool. It's going to be real casual next door. You can eat, and, and Sister White makes a great banana nut bread, which is pretty awesome. Praise the Lord. And so that's good. And so on Tuesday nights, we have prayer meeting. Come on out. Learn, learn to dig in and learn to establish your relationship with Christ through prayer. You know, no prayer, no power in your life, guys. And on Thursday nights, we have Celebrate Recovery. Awesome. Which I tell you, is it's outgrowing our Sunday mornings. So they're doing a, that team's doing a great job, man. Awesome, 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 awesome. All right, that was a lot of announcements. I got tired shaking hands this morning. <laughs> There's a lot of people in here. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to uh, Matthew uh, 5.16 in the New King James. Let me wet my whistle here real quick. And it says this. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Father, I just come before you this morning and I ask for your Holy Spirit to have his way, Lord, to touch your church, Father. Let us know, Father, that you've called us, Lord, to be lights in a dark world, to go out, Father, and touch this community, Father, and touch people's lives, Father. I just pray for your anointing power, Father, this morning, Lord. Bind every hinder and spirit and just loose the flow of your spirit, Father, Lord, in this church. And we give you the praise and the name that's above every name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So my thoughts this morning, guys, is let your light shine. And there's an old uh, gospel song that says, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. But let me tell you something, church. If you only uh, seek Jesus, if you only spend time with Jesus on Sunday, then that's all you're going to have is a little light to shine. Because this thing called Christianity is 24 hours, seven days a week. You have to be in a relationship with Christ Jesus. Jesus. 
If you want the power of God to shine in your life, guys, you're going to have to have more than a weekend relationship with Jesus Christ. You're going to have to be committed to spending time with him in your daily routine in your life. You have to spend time with Christ and allow the Holy Spirit to conform you and transform you into the image of Christ. And see, I heard the other day that a pastor was caught on camera giving a, a homeowner the California howdy, the bird. And let me tell you something, guys. That's not letting your, Christ, your spirit of Christ shine in your life. That's not letting the Holy Spirit conform you to the image of Christ. You have to let the Holy Spirit conform you. That's letting your fleshly man shine. That's letting the fleshly man have rule in your life. See, this thing called Christianity, it's, it's a crucified life where it's not me that lives, but it's Christ that lives within me. See, you have to remember who you are, where God has brought you from, and who you represent. See, I don't represent myself no more. When I accepted Christ Jesus, I, rep I represent him. Praise the Lord. And so you have to choose to spend time with Christ daily so Christ can shine in you and not your flesh. Praise the Lord. See, you'll never get enough from just coming to church or CR uh, once, uh, once a week, guys, to have a, the power of God in your light to shine in a dark world. It has to be continually. The light of Christ in your life comes from a, a daily fellowship, a daily time in prayer, spending time in his word, and developing in that relationship, being personally committed to Christ. So you, may ask, you might sign, uh, say that sounds like a lot of work, but, you know, we feed this fleshly man every day. We, we give him food and water to drink, and the same thing in your spiritual man. If you want the light of Christ to shine in your life, you're going to have to feed him daily and, and, and do the things in the, in the Word of God to grow your spiritual life. See, anybody can come in here and say, praise God, hallelujah, I'm a Christian. But the proof is, is when you go outside these walls into the city, into the community, do you have a light to shine? Uh, are you going to have good works to show before people? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. See, most Christians come to church and they shine their light inside the church. And that's okay, but that's like taking a candle, the Bible says, and putting it under a bowl. Matthew 5, 16 says this, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. See, the church has become like a bowl. Everybody wants to shine their light inside the bowl. No one wants to go outside of the bowl. No one wants to go outside the church. They want to stay inside the church. People don't want to be committed to missions or, or outreaches or recovery programs or feeding the homeless or doing those things. They just want to come to church and serve in the church. And if they serve, they want to serve on Sundays. But church, if we just serve Christ, uh, um, you know, here on Sundays, and if we're just uh, believers and, uh, uh, and we're just doing things here in the church, that's like taking our light and, and hiding it under a bowl. Amen. Jesus says this in uh, Luke 10, too. Then he said to them, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out, send out into the harvest field, laborers into the harvest field. See, church, you and me, if you've been coming to church for any amount of time, you know Christ. You have a relationship with Christ. You're saved. I'm saved. I already have a reservation at God's dinner table. But there's a lost world outside these doors that are dying, that are hurting, that are addicted, that need the light of Jesus Christ that's in my life. I can't let my life be put under a bowl by just keeping it to myself and staying in a church. And as a church, we can't just let the gospel of Christ that changed our life stay under the bowl of this church. We got to get outside these walls, into the streets, into the parks, into the communities, God into the apartment complexes where people need to see what I have that I can show them. You know, you may have some stuff going on in your life, brother, but I know a person called Jesus Christ that can change the situation in your life. We have to get outside the church bowl and let our light shine outside.
Jesus says this, let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So shine, that means to draw attention to. My life is to so shine with the power of God, with the glory of God, with the anointing of God, that it draws attention to the works that I'm doing in Christ, that our lives are to to so shine with the anointing and power of God, that it's to draw attention from people outside to even to the inside of the good works that we're doing as a church and to our community, guys. We have to let our light so shine with the gospel of Christ. Praise the Lord. See, church, if we only shine our lights inside the church, if we only do good works in the church, what's that doing for the people that's lost on the outside of the church? We have to let our light shine outside. We have to become an outreach, mission-minded church where we're reaching out to people and to our community. Are you letting your light shine this morning? Are you letting your light shine inside the church? Are you letting your light shine outside the church? Are you doing good works? Are you involved in serving? Can people see the light of Christ in your life? Or are you going to compromise with the things of this world and let your standards become so low that you have no light to shine in your life? See, put yourself in the shoes of the non-believers around you. What do they see in your life? When you claim Christ to be a follower of Christ, is your life backing it up? When people look at this church, what do they see? Do they see a people that's letting the light of Christ shine in their life? Do they see people, guys, that's genuine in their lives, living the same way on the outside of the church as they do on the inside of the church? Do they see a genuine church, a church that only says that they love people, but they show that they love people because we're going out and we're touching people's lives and we're doing good works? Are you genuine? See, most of our lives are spent outside these church walls. You know, we come to church once, twice a week, but most of our lives are spent on the outside. So what are people seeing in your life? You know, we're all busy. We have families. We have kids. We, you know, we have jobs. We have relationships. But what are people seeing on the outside? Since we spend most of our life on the outside of the walls, what do people see in your life, your everyday life? Are you letting your light shine, guys? What do the non-believers see in your life when you're, uh, when you're on your job, when you're out shopping, uh, when you're driving your car, when you're hanging out with your family and your friends? Do you turn from Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde? Are you a turn on for Christ or a turn off? When people see you, do, see you, do they want to know more about the Christ you serve or nothing at all? When people look at your life, do they think they can live for Christ any way they want because they see you having no standards in your life? Because you live and you speak one way inside the church and then totally live and act another way outside of the church. See, a poll was taken that said 78% of all adults in the United States identify with a Christian faith. That 9 out of 10 call themselves Christians. And church, if that's true, why is the moral standard in this church, or in this, not this church, in this country turned so low? Has it gone so south? And see, Timothy says this in 4 and 3. It says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers that will uh, turn their ears away from the truth, and they will be turned aside to fables. See, people, church, they, uh, they, they don't want to hold a, sta- a God's standard anymore in their lives. People want a gospel message of tolerance and acceptance over the truth of God's word. They want a Christianity in name only. 
2 Timothy in 3 and 5 tells them it's having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. See, people want the benefits of Christ in a Christian walk, but they don't want the moral obligation that comes along with living that life. See, church, if you want your light to shine, then you're going to have to hold to God's truth and standard of his word. You can't claim Christ in Christianity and not follow God's standard for living. See, another poll said the average church attendance in America on any given Sunday is 50 people. And the average church attendance in America for the Christian is only twice a month. And we wonder why people don't want to be uh, living for Christ or not interested in going to church and, and living for Christ. See, too many churches and too many Christians have just a flicker of a light shining in their life. Too many people who claim Christ are not interested in following Christ and not being committed to Christ. You see, the world has to be able to see a higher standard in our life for Christ. Yeah. That we're a people who say what we mean and mean what we say. See, when God's own people can't be committed and can't be faithful and can't be dependable, what does that speak to the world around us about our relationship with Christ? Amen. See, if Christ is not a priority in your life, how can, how can you go and tell someone that they need Jesus in their life? Amen. What does people see in your walk? Do they see the light of Christ shining in you, or do they see a dull flicker of a light that's about to go out? Don't let the spirit of this world cause your light to go out because of compromising uh, uh, your values to the, to the Word of God. Guys, let your light shine before all men. So what do you need if you want the light of Christ to shine in your life before all men? Number one is you need to be genuine. You need to be real. You have to have a real relationship with Christ. You have to be born again, be in that relationship. You can't be fake. You can't be a Christian in name only. You can't be a weekend warrior, guys. You have to have a real born-again relationship with Jesus Christ. You can't be claiming Christ, you know, on Sundays and then going and living the way you want the rest of the, the, rest of the week. You have to be real in your relationship, a genuine relationship. See, true light only comes through a true relationship. See, John 8 and 12 says this, Jesus spoke with him again, saying, I am the light of the world, and he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life, guys. You have to follow Christ. You have to be in a relationship with Christ. If you want the light of Christ to shine in your life, you're going to have to be a real follower of Jesus Christ, that when he speaks, uh, you hear his voice, you know his name. He says, my sheep hear my voice, and a stranger will not follow. You have to have a real relationship with Christ Jesus. What you need if you want the light of Christ to shine in your life before men? Number two, guys, is commitment and dedication. See, too many people are only committed to Christ in name only. They're dedicated to their own things and their own agendas. See, a true, a true servant of Christ Jesus is committed and dedicated to following the will of God, the will of the Father. See, Jesus came to do the will of the Father. He was, he was committed to it. He was dedicated to the plan of God to bring salvation to mankind so you and I can have a relationship with him. John three seventeen says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Christ committed his life to do the will of the Father. And church, you have to be committed to the plan and purpose of God for your life. You have to be dedicated to carrying it out in order for the light of God to shine in your life. Yeah. See, church, there's a difference between being committed and being dedicated. See, you can be committed uh, to... <laughs> Let me fix that real quick. Mm. You can be committed to staying in your marriage, but not be dedicated to do anything to keep the fire alive and keep it fresh. You could be committed to a business idea, but not be dedicated to carrying it out to see it come alive. 
And like a lot of Christians, you could be committed to, to coming to church faithfully every week, but not dedicated to spending time in prayer and reading your word and fellowshipping with God. To do the things that will grow your relationship and build your relationship with Christ, that will cause your light to shine bright in Christ. See, God's words tells us in Jeremiah that he knows the plans for our life. But church, you have to be committed and dedicated to digging into God's word to find those plans and purpose for your life. But the problem with most Christians, they live in a spiritual wilderness because they never take the time to get in God's word and dig and find that God's got a plan for your life. Praise the Lord. See, you don't find God's will for your life by just coming to church once in a while. You don't find God's will for your life by just picking up the word and reading it once in a while. This is an everyday thing in the life of the believer. You have to be committed and dedicated to going after God's word and his spirit and fellowshipping with him to find your plan and purpose, guys. It's a continual process in the life of the believer. Even when you find God's plan and purpose, you have to be committed and dedicated to living it for there to be fruit in your life. See, it takes commitment and dedication to live in God's plan and purpose for your life. See, to have a life that will shine before men, it's not just a one-time process. It's a continual, ongoing thing. Romans 12, 2 in the Amplified. I like the Amplified. It adds a little bit to it. It says, do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed, progressively changed as you mature spiritually and by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourself what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and his purpose for you. See, progressively changed, that's ongoing, that's in stages, it's a continual thing, it's a, it's a process that does in your, it takes place in your life as you begin to follow God. If you want the light of God to shine in your life. You have to be committed and dedicated to the purpose and plan of God and going after it. What do you need if you want the light of Christ to shine in your life before men again, guys? Number three is you have to have healthy eyes. See, Matthew 22 and 23 says this, the eye is the lamp of the body. And if your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness, guys. In other words, what's your focus on? See, if your eyes are focused on Christ, then you'll have the, the spirit and the light of Christ shining from your life. But if your eyes are focused on the things of this world, your light will be dim and at, be- at best, and if not, no light at all. Amen. So you can't serve God in your flesh. They're at, they're at war against each other, guys. Matthew 6 and 24 says this, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And see, church, if you're going to live a life that shines bright before God, you're going to have to choose a side. You're going to have to choose Christ's side. You can't live on your own side. Joshua says this in 24. It says, choose for yourself this day whom you're going to serve. You're going to have to pick a side and get on that side. You have to choose Christ if you want the light of Christ to shine in your life. You can't walk the fence. You can't be like that song Johnny Cash had, I Walk the Line. you you got to choose Christ, guys, every day in your life if you want the light to shine in your life. Joshua goes on to say, uh, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So how do we keep our light shining bright? You have to stay clean. See, to keep a candle burning bright in the natural, you have to keep it clean. You can't let the dirt and the trash be floating around in the wax. You have to clean it out. It has to be clean. The same thing in our spiritual lives, guys. You can't have dirt and trash floating around in your life. You have to keep it clean if you want the light of God to shine bright in your life. You can't have a dirty heart. 
You have to have a clean heart. You can't have a dirty heart, guys, and, and expect the, uh, your life to shine a light that's going to draw, draw people to Christ. You have to have a clean heart. You can't have a heart that, that hungers or lusts after the things of this world and the things of the flesh more than it does the things of God. You have to have a clean heart. And that's why David said in, in, uh, here in Psalms 51 and 10, create in me a clean heart, O Lord, and renew a right spirit within me. David knew it was only God that can recreate his heart, that can make it clean. See, because David messed up. David uh, committed adultery. David had murdered. He had a person put on the front line so he could take a guy's wife. And so he knew that the only person could give him a clean heart is God. See, God can take that hard heart of man that's calloused and that's hard and that's full of self-will and, and sin, and he can recreate it, and he can make it clean and new, and he can put a right spirit within you, see? See, we have to be clean, church. And so there's these old oil lanterns that had this flame and this globe around them. And the, the globe, the flame would uh, get this residue and it would cause this, this uh, uh, dirt and stuff to, to get around the inside of the oil lamps on the, on the inside of the globe. And so the, 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 the light couldn't shine out so people could see it. So they'd have to go in, you have to clean these globes and get all that dirt out of it. So the light could shine forth. And see, when you surrender your life to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes in your life, and he begins to clean your spiritual globe from the inside out, guys. He begins to take and clean that old man, that old nature, that old sin nature. He begins to, to wipe it off the globe of your life so the Spirit of Christ can shine through you out into the world. He begins to clean your light, guys. See, because before light can shine out from you, it's got to shine in you. See, my dad loved that old gospel song, Something on the Inside, Working on the Outside. Oh, what a change in my life. And see, church, there has to be a cleaning on the inside before they can be a shining on the outside. We have to be clean. And see, there's this candle tool that trims a wick on a candle. And it cuts it down from being too tall, too high, so it can burn evenly. And church, if you're in your spiritual candle in your life, if you want it to shine bright then you're going to have to be a person of humility. Yes. Not a person that's high and lifted up and thinks they're better than someone else, thinks you're all that and a bag of chips. But you have to be a person of humility. John said, I must decrease so that he can increase in my life. Church, remember that anything Christ does in your life, it's not for your glory, it's for the glory of God. Yes. See, we're, ju we're just instruments. That God uses to shine his glory to the whole world, guys. We're just instruments. And see, that candle tool also trims off the burn areas of a wick so it can burn bright and have a better flame. And if you want the light of Christ to shine in your life and, and have a, a brighter flame for God, there's going to be some trimming off of, in, of some things in your life that you're going to have to trim off and get rid of that keeps your life from shining the, the light of Christ. See, there'll have to be a cutting away of some fleshly things in your life that hold you back from, from being the light that Christ wants you to be. See, the Old Testament had a thing called circumcision where they would cut away some flesh. They would, they would uh, trim away some things. And in your life, there's going to have to be a spiritual uh, circumcision where you begin to cut and trim some things off of your life that want to keep the flame of God out of your life. You're going to have to get rid of those attitudes and that self-will and that pride, those things that will keep you elevated above Christ. You have to decrease, so you're going to have to get rid of some things and cut some things off of your life so Christ can shine in your life, guys. All the things that will dirty up your candle, you need to trim off and get rid of so Christ can shine. See, if you want the power of God to shine in your life, guys. The worship team wants to come back on up. I'm not very long today.
I'll get you out of here pretty late. Praise the Lord. To shine a light, you have to be connected to a power source. See, if your light is, is only as bright as the power source that it's connected to. If you have a ba- bad connection, you won't have power in your light to shine bright. And see, too many Christians have a connection problem. They have a weak connection with Jesus Christ because they're more connected to the things of the world than they are connected to, to growing and building their relationship in Christ. And see, church, if you don't stay connected to Christ, all you'll ever have is a little light to shine. You won't have no power in your life. You have to be connected to Christ to have the power of God to shine in your life. And I want to stay connected to my Savior, my power source, Jesus Christ. It's, it's Christ and Christ alone, praise the Lord. He's the light of my life. The psalmist says he's the light of my salvation. And see, so you need the fire of God burning in your life so your family and people that are close to you can see that there's a difference, that there's something in you that can touch their life, that can change their situation and their circumstances, guys. See, God's called us to be a light to a dark world that's dying and stuck in their sins and stuck in their addictions, and we're to shine the light of Christ. We're to go out and touch their lives. We're not just to have a, a Sunday Christianity. We're not supposed to be just a church of weakened warriors. God's calling us, guys, to go outside these walls and let people see the light of Christ that's in me, the hope of glory, that, that, that when I went to an altar and, and God forgave me of my sins, he'd done something in me. He gave me a new heart, and that heart is to reach out to people and see where they're at and see that they're struggling in sin and that, that what God did for me, God can do for them, and I have to be willing to share that light. So if you're here this morning, guys, I just feel like the Lord wants to really do something in our church and grow this body. And it's going to take people realizing that you've got a gift in your life, and God wants you to share that gift. And this church can grow if you get involved and you allow God to be God in your life, and you don't, you don't freeze up with fear that you just turn it over to the Lord. And so maybe you're here this morning, guys, and maybe your life has been kind of dimmed out by the, the smuck of the world. God's here, and he's able to come into your life this morning and clean all the dirt around your globe so the light of Christ can shine in you. So whatever the need may, may be in your life today, I want to pray with you. I want to have the, uh, the prayer team to come up. If it's family, if it's, it's whatever it is, you, may, you might be here today in a program and struggling with things in your life. God's able to touch your life, touch your situation, fix those things, put them back in order where they need to be because we serve a God that's a God of order. Praise God. So whatever the need is, guys, today, I want to pray with you. Maybe you're here and you really don't know the Lord is your Savior. You've never asked him in your life. I'd love to introduce you to Christ this morning. Praise the Lord.